I'm Jack Kennedy, and we're here to bring you the latest in MMA. My name is Hunter Boss, and what the boss says goes. What is up, everyone? My name is Keaton McNamara, and you already know what time it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I am Jack Kennedy alongside Keelan McNamara and Hunter Boss. And today we have probably one of the biggest news segments we've had in a long time. Let's go ahead and get started with the news. Um, as I said just a few seconds ago, uh, it's like an NFL trade deadline. What happened this U- this couple of days ago for the UFC? So many fights got announced. Um, we're going to be talking about just whatever fights we want to talk about right now except for Piotr Jan versus Sean O'Malley, because that one's going to be talked about later, because what's even happening? Um, but, Hunter, take it away. Just so many fights book. Just, I don't know, talk about some of them, I guess. <laughs> that, that, that is some good instructions, Jack, that, and I yes. will. I will talk about some <laughs> of them right now. Let's start with the least favorite announcement out of them all. How about that? Yeah. Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Out of all of these, this is the worst announcement, but it is still a good announcement by yeah. far. Bilal Muhammad, I'm never excited about when I hear fight news for Bilal Muhammad. <laughs> this is the first time I'm excited to hear Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad. I like this. I want to see who's the better wrestler. Who deserves to be in that ring? Who wants it more? Who's the dog? And I can't wait to see that fight happen. And there's so many more matches that happen. Nate Diaz, Kamzat Chemayev. Oh, my God. UFC 279. Someone help us, please. Well, Nate Diaz got the help that he needed. He's been calling out on Twitter every day. He says, I want to be released or get me a fight. The UFC decided, you know what? We'll get you a fight. We'll get you a fight. And then we'll get you a nice little slap on the ass on the way out, too, by giving him the wolf Hamzat Shemaya. That is such a mean, mean thing that the UFC has done. But who cares? Because Nate Diaz always wants the heat. Come on. <clears throat> and finally, there are so many more. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch on two more. All right, okay. I'm gonna stay away from the title fights. Um, Gamrot versus Benil Dariush. What a freaking matchup! I think when we talk about what's next for uh, Gamrot, I think a few of us did say Benil Dariush. So, yep, here too. Yep, I'm, I didn't want to toot my own horn, but <laughs> no, you know, please here do it. I am. Please do it. Yep. <laughs> do it anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. That match is going to be fantastic. Benil Dariush and Gamrot's going to be a scrap if I've ever seen one. I mean, and when I say scrap, I mean this fight can go anywhere and it will go anywhere because they're going to start standing. Both of them, they're both pretty decent strikers, but the ground game is where it's at for both of these fighters. I think Gamrot's a little bit smoother in his transition, but Benil kind of drags out the fight and makes it a dog fight. So it's going to be a gruesome fight. And uh, the title fights, Keelan, why don't you tell us about them? Yes, I will, Hunter. Oh, my good Lord. This has been one of the best, the most glorious of days to be involved in MMA media. It was mental. To put it quite simply, it was mental. Um, I mean, where do I even start? I don't even know. It's a GoPro win for you. Get a fight. You get a fight. Everybody gets a fight. That's basically what we're dealing with here. I'm not even going to go into the fights that Hunter mentioned because I think my head might finally explode. Um all I'm going to say is, though, even though he is my draft pick who will be fighting, I do want Nate to win just as a final middle finger to the UFC, 
just because, I mean, we're living in an alternate reality. We may as well just keep going down the rabbit hole because we're there anyway. It is what it is. Now on to the title fights. Oh my, these are interesting. We have got Aljamain Sterling and TJ, my favorite fighter to ever exist, Dillashaw. <laughs> this is this is a really interesting fight for quite a lot of reasons. Um, we have Aljamain Sterling, who did a very good job of managing to beat Piotr Jan over five rounds this time, not getting knocked out, not knocked out, whatever your opinion is on that. Um, and he's facing TJ Dillashaw, um, whom I'm not too sure if he should be fighting for the belt. I've made my arguments about that over the last weeks and months, but we're here, we deal with what we have. I think this will actually be an easier fight for Aljo than the Jan fight. I still maintain it. I think TJ Dillashaw's lost half a foot of pace. I think he's still a great fighter. He's just not as quick a fighter as he once was. But you know what? Age and injury catch up to us all. It's not his fault. It just is what it is. But it's going to be a really great fight. It absolutely is going to be. And then we have a main event from the gods themselves in Abu Dhabi. Charles Oliveira and Islam Makachev. This might be the single biggest fight of the year. In fact, I think it is the biggest fight of the year. Hunter's going absolutely, you know, early 2000s MMA fan. That is what Hunter is going here. And I'm with him and I'm with Jack. We want to see blood. This is what it's all about. Um, My God, this might be one of the best fights I've ever seen in the lightweight division. I think it's going to be that good. You know, I, we're going to do a lot more breakdown covering this, so I'm not going to go into depth into it. But this is the fight we wanted to see. This is what all of us wanted. Charles Oliveira, the people's lightweight champion. Realistically, he is the lightweight champion against the second coming of Habib that nobody asked for, Islam Makachev. And it's going to be, this is going to be an unstoppable force meeting and a movable object. And it is going to be one of the most intriguing and compelling title fights that I've ever seen, to put it very, very simply. That's all I'm going to say for now, because I think I might have a heart attack on camera if I go any more into it. Jack, what you got for us? Well, I mean, just first off, well said, everybody. Um, there's not too much to add on to this because it's just ridiculous in itself. I mean, just look at some of the fights we've already talked about, right? Makachev, Oliveira. Hamzat Chimaya versus Nate Diaz. What oh. is going on? What world are we living in? Um, I mean, then you talk about TJ Dillashaw, Aljamain Sterling, a fight which I think is actually very, very close. An amazing bantamweight fight on the same card as Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makhachev. That card is ridiculous. And you know what else is on that card? Sean Brady, Benil Dariush, or sorry, my bad. Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad. I had trouble remembering the name. I'm sorry. They're easily um, confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're excited, uh, okay? It's hard. It's hard. To, all the names are flying around. We've got like eight announced fights now. It's crazy. I don't. I can't remember a time. It's seriously like, I, I'm going to be honest. Maybe this is just me. But this year, especially compared to last year, last year, 2021, like every single pay-per-view was beyond stacked. This year, it's felt like the fight announcements have kind of been slowing down and like there's one or two good fights on every pay-per-view. Some pay-per-views are better than others. And then like yesterday happened and it just was like, okay, finally, we're getting just all the fights that Dana White's been just waiting. He's been hanging out with the Nelk boys this whole time and now they're ready to go with everything. So this is ridiculous. Um, Another, honestly, the fight, honestly, is which is on those also on the same card. Three or four of these are on the same card. Um, Benil Dorayush versus 
Gamrot is going to be ridiculous. Hunter, you're right. I was right. We predicted this for our little lightweight roundabout, whatever we did. Um, it's going to be such a crazy fight on the ground, on the feet, everything. Gamrot's amazing. Vanille Dariush has been waiting for a fight. It's such a good matchup, and it's just one of those sleeper fights. Sean Brady versus Benil, or I did it again. Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad is, is going to work because both of those guys are wrestlers and don't have a great stand-up game. So what's going to happen most likely is we're going to get a couple good scrambles, but they're probably going to cancel each other out in the wrestling, and we're going to end up with a stand-up war is most likely what's going to happen, similar to Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington. Similar styles usually end, end up having fight on the feet. It's ridiculous. I'm losing my mind. And by the way, this we're going to do a little segment in between this to calm down a little bit in just a few seconds. But this isn't even the most insane fight that's been booked. We haven't even mentioned that yet. We haven't even talked about that yet. So leave it where you are. Amazing time to be an MMA fan. Just process that while we move on to this segment. All right, everybody? Okay. Here we go. Now we're doing another game, a would you rather segment, although I guess it's not really a game, but would you rather, right? We're all going to be around. We have our own would you rather question. We're going to be asking it. The other two will answer and talk about why. Try and, you know, make, get some interesting input in um, before we talk about, you know, move on to the best of the best. But would you rather, um, I guess, Hunter, get us started with your would you rather question. I've got to get us started. I, I, I guess. Okay. You want to do the that? boss. Yeah. Of course you got to start it. I can yeah. do it. I can do yeah. it. I can get us started. Okay. All right, boys. Here's a good one. Who would you rather have headline MSG? Conor McGregor or Jorge Masvidal? No, Conor. Conor? 100%. 100%? No, no. Oh, doubt. yeah. No 100%. matchups for, for Masvidal that you guys would like? Uh, no. No, no, Conor million. What, what about the Conor McGregor Masvidal matchup? It's not bad. I'd rather Connor Chandler, honestly, or, or, or Connor. Well, I would have rather Connor Diaz three, but that's not going to happen. Well, the thing is, um, it's actually a really interesting question, Hunter. And the reason it's interesting is that we've actually seen both of those. We've seen the BMF t- fight that headline and we've yes. seen 205. Now, if you're asking me to compare which atmosphere is better, yeah. it's 205 and it's not close. Yeah. But if you put McGregor and Masvidal together, I would watch that. Absolutely. I Maybe put the BMF belt on there. You know, it gives Connor something that he can claim he's won since he's been back. Yeah. But yeah. If you're asking me, would I rather Connor McGregor or Jorge Masvidal headline? It is Connor. I mean, the whole Irish thing, New York, yada, yada, yada. He played it to a T, and it's still arguably the most loved fight card of all time. So for me personally, it's Conor McGregor. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Cool. All right. Right. Yeah. So, gentlemen, I've got a question for both of you. Obviously, Hunter's hit us with this really good one. And this one is on the topic of hypothetical dream super fights. Would you rather... George St. Pierre and Anderson Silva had fought, or if we got to see John Jones and Francis Ngannou? Ooh. Just for me personally, I would I'd rather see the John Jones and Ngannou fight. Just because it's A, it could happen in the near future. So it's fun to dream about that stuff. B, we're seeing the best light heavyweight of all time versus the most powerful striker that the world has ever seen. You know, like, I mean, this guy hits as hard as a Ford S4 going at maximum speeds. We've all heard this statistic before. It is absolutely insane. So just to see what 
skill could do versus power, I feel like. I like I think it's a good comparison. I would love to see that matchup personally. And I think the other matchup's great, Anderson Silva versus George St. Pierre, two of the greatest to do it of all time. But I feel like I have an idea of how that fight will go down I agree. as it is. So I would rather see John Jones versus Ngannou out of pure curiosity of how I would not know how the fight would end. Yeah, I think if GSP Anderson Silva would to, like, if it actually happened, that would just, like, I don't even know. That would almost be, like, a peak for the sport, I feel like. I feel like it would be hard to come down off of that, you know? Um, like, Avengers, like, in-game happened, and then after that, Marvel's kind of struggled to catch a rhythm. I feel like that might have happened, right? Um, but I, I agree. I think GSP probably would have won it because of the wrestling and the pace he puts on, especially at that time that Silva was the champ. I'll agree with you, Hunter, just because there's so many unknowns. Like, we don't know what John Jones is going to look like at heavyweight. We All we know is about Ngannou, right? Ngannou now has decent wrestling. He won his last fight by wrestling. Um, his power, you know, greatest you've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, I like that question a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Hunter, though. I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go uh, John Jones versus Francis Ngannou just because so many, so many unknowns. We, we, we just don't know what's going to happen. I love that answer, guys. That was an amazing argument. I'm actually really intrigued by it. Yeah. Thanks for the answers. Yeah, no, 100%. Okay. So for me, right, I'm going to go with, would you rather see, this is, this is a person, this is a fan preference, right? Hamzat Chimaev become champion at welterweight or Tom Aspinall become champion at heavyweight. Hamza, I think. Yeah. I think heavyweight has its spectacle right now, if that makes sense. I think, don't get me wrong, Usman is a fantastic champion. He always will be pound for pound champ currently, but it's not necessarily like eye grabbing all the time. Usman has fantastic finishes, fantastic knockouts, but he hasn't always been that way. Hamza kind of has that superstar potential right now. Aspinall does too, probably just a different across the sea for me right now. I think Aspinall is still fantastic love the fighter and i'd love to see him as champion but heavyweight has its spectacle it's the strongest striker in the world i don't think i need to see another like new spectacle like that out of the heavyweights right now what i'd like to see is the spectacle out of welterweight i want to see that attention grabbing i want i want all eyes towards hamza i want everyone to be like oh my god this is a hamza pay-per-view coming up i'm gonna tune in and watch that welterweight title fight um i want people to think of hamza like they thought of conor mcgregor and I don't think Tom Aspinall can get that level of stardom. So I'm going to go with Hamza at welterweight. This is really interesting because I actually agree with Hunter. I would rather Kamsat Shemaev as champion. I was going to make an absolutely awful joke there, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to stick to the facts Thank for you. once. Thank Appreciate you. it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> We're not getting canceled. We, keep, we stay non-canceled on the MMA Island podcast. Um, yeah. The reason I'd like Hamza Shemaev as champion is actually a slightly different reason. Hunter's already outlined the perfect reason there. I'm not going to build on that. The reason I want Hamza Shemaev as welterweight champion is not only because I think he'd be an amazing champion, but because he'd be crazy enough to go up to middleweight and win the title there as well. And quite frankly, I would love to see it too. I'd love to see a champ champ at welterweight and middleweight. I really would. I mean, I respect... Kamaru Usman and Israel Adesanya but if you guys know what I've talked about for a while I don't really like this buddy buddiness that prevents people from challenging for champ champ status 
I think if you're going to be inactive, then fair enough, don't go up and challenge for a title. I'm looking at you again, Connor. But I think with someone like Hamza Chimaev, say he wins the welterweight title, right? Say he beats Kamaru Usman for that belt. He has made it clear he would go up to middleweight and fight Israel Adesanya for that belt. And that fight would happen. And I think Chimaev would have a good chance as well. The guy is massive and he would be a big middleweight as well. So not only would he go up, break the monotony and challenge for both belts, he'd actually have a really good chance of both as well. So for me, I agree with Hunter. I would rather have Hamza Chimaev as champion, but for a slightly different reason. I think he would break up the, the circle at those two divisions. I love that. I love that answer. Yeah, completely agree. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and move on to the best of the best. Um, and the best of the best today is related to news. It's the best news, I think, of that's been released. Brace yourselves, everybody. Pure Yon versus Sean O'Malley has been booked officially, or maybe not officially, but it's basically done. Officially. It is official. It is official. Hunter, what are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Mainly mind blown. You know, maybe I, I, I don't have many thoughts. It's just like, it's like my last brain cell yeah. is, is ready to watch that fight. You know, I'm telling you right <laughs> now, um, Peter Yan versus Sugar Sean O'Malley. Let me tell you guys about this matchup. If you guys have never heard of either of these fighters. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give it to someone who's never heard of this. Okay. Sean O'Malley has not touched the top 15 fighters in the UFC yet. He just hasn't. He hasn't yet. He hasn't faced a ranked opponent, or he tried to face a ranked opponent, did not go anyone's way, <laughs> all right? Didn't go the fans' way, didn't go Sean's way, didn't go Pedro's way, all right? There, UFC's thinking now, obviously, you know, since he hasn't fought anyone, like, uh, in top 15 caliber talent, let's give him the number one contender who, and arguably is the champion right now, and is arguably one of the best MMA fighters on the roster. Peter No Mercy Yan. Mind is completely blown right now, guys. I don't think you guys understand. Sugar Sean O'Malley has eight fights, eight wins in the UFC, none of those being ranked opponents. And now they're taking a chance and moving all the way to the number one contender. I mean, that is insane, guys. You, the UFC doesn't do shit like this, okay? They don't ever do this stuff. This is the first year in which they're trying new things like this, or at least. They haven't been doing this for years, I should say. They used to do this all the time. They haven't done these matchups in years. They, I love how they're giving chances to these unranked fighters. You know, like Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. That didn't fight didn't make any sense at all to make. <laughs> but still, it proved that Alex Pereira was ready for these top-ranked middleweights. And I'm, they're trying to get a bantamweight. And all I'm going to say is that that's some mad respect. UFC's got some big balls to do this, all right? And honestly... The balls may be big, but it's it's not it's not that big of a, a deal because anyone would watch this fight, oh, yeah. even if it doesn't make sense. Sugar Sean O'Malley is one of the top five, you know, like most like attractive names in the UFC right now for for, for new fans and regular fans because everyone likes to watch him fight. He puts on a show. He's he's good on the mic. He's fantastic, always around. And Peter Yan kind of resonates with those diehard fans, like 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 all my co-hosts right here. Peter Yan's my favorite fighter on the roster by far. Sean O'Malley's top five favorite fighters in the roster. You can tell this is going to be a matchup made from hell. So tune in, boys. UFC 280 is going to be a banger. Guys, where do I even go with this? I don't know where to go left, right, up, down, northeast. Where do I go with this? What are my men? How am I meant to process 
the fact that a guy who hasn't even cracked rankings is fighting the number one ranked bantamweight on planet Earth. What is happening? Can someone help me understand this? Have I, I mean, is it Mino Habla Espanol? What has happened? How have we gone from there to here? What, I don't even know. I think I actually have an answer though. If you remember the first scary movie, whenever there was that phone scene and they're all saying, what's up? That's how this fight got done. That is how, I bet you this is what happens. Dana White is smoking crack with the Nelk boys or whatever the hell they do. He rings Sean O'Malley, who's probably high from his podcast, and he says, hey, Sean, you want to fight Peter Yan? Yeah, sure, let's fight Peter Yan. They ring Peter Yan, who's probably sat sober, and Peter Yan said, I'll fight him. And that's how this has happened. Can I interject? I think uh, while this is happening, Keelan, I think Sean thinks that this is triple C and he doesn't understand that Peter yes. Yan's not triple C. Million percent. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> that, that's definitely what's happened here. It's like, dazed, it's like dazed and confused all over again. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, that's how, that's the only explanation for how this fight's happened. I mean, look, I love Sean O'Malley, but Sean O'Malley couldn't even technically speaking beat Pedro Munoz. And you're jumping from Pedro Munoz, a man who is on the fringes of the top 10, all the way to Piotr Jan. A little gap, a little bit. A little leap. Yeah, there's only like a gap of the rankings. (laughs) It's not even like it's one or two. You're going over the entire system to go fight. Why? But you know what? You know what? Screw it. I respect Sean for this. I respect from having the balls to do it because he called out Piotr Jan and he signed on the dotted line. I mean, it's more than a lot of other fighters would have done. Um, yeah, I mean, this this out of all the fights we've ever discussed in this podcast that made no sense at all, this is the fight that has made the most no sense out of any of those nonsensical fights. So, you know what? I give up trying to apply logic anymore. I'm here for it. I'll watch it. I know on our luck, Sean O'Malley will knock Peter Jan out in the first round. Imagine Sean O'Malley being the champion. You know what? I'm not going to. It's too early for that. You know, I need to go have a lie down, Jack. Just try and elaborate on that. Keelan, you asked why. Why was this fight book? Because it's fun. It is yeah. so fun. I, 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 okay, before I go into it, what was your reaction when you first saw it? Like I got, I got a notification from. Bruce. I was, I was yelling at you guys. I, I sent it. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was, like as soon as I saw, I was it, getting I tacos that day, and I just see it. I'm like, okay, fuck the tacos. Let's go, let's get some sugar. Well, <laughs> oh, that was smooth. That was well done, Hunter. I like that. I was at work and I read this and I thought, okay, this is a troll account. This is Brett Okamoto with a second yeah. zero or something. So. It actually happened. I saw this. I sent it into our group. And then I saw both of you typing at the same time. And I thought, this can't be real. This cannot be happening to my life right now. And it did. That, yeah. that was my reaction. I kind of just, I got to start smoking or something because I can't process this anymore. Yeah, I got, so I saw a notification on my phone. It was an Instagram notification. It said, Brock, Brett Akimoto posted something. And I didn't look at it because like, I, I usually don't look at it. It's usually like something random. And then I saw, I just got two messages, just like, what is going on in our group chat? And I opened it up and saw that and I just lost it. I seriously like just walked around my house, looking at my phone like this, just like, there, there's no way I'm actually, I have to see it three times to believe it. Three people have to post about it. Well, because Ridiculous. like, 
Ridiculous. Not even an hour prior to this, we got the Hamza and Nate Diaz news. So and, we were and, like, what? Like, and then, but you, why are these? Oh. No, no, no. And, and then before that was TJ versus Aljamain yep. Sterling. So those two fights already that happened. Moved. And this one happened. Yep. And then after this one, Benil versus Gamera. What is going on? You know the Vince McMahon oh, meme of him like going through the stages and then he eventually falls over in his chair? Yeah. That is what Monday yeah, honestly. was. Yeah. If, if, if any day in the week was a meme, that was the meme. I'm convinced that like they accidentally leaked it somehow, somewhere. Like they, they did the other fights that like during the summer. Yeah. And they're like, before we leak it, like through this interview, let's just tell everyone how it was done. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I I don't believe that the UFC announces that all was my reaction. Once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, honestly, it's, it's perfect. I just honestly, guys, I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, I think all logic points to Sean O'Malley being murdered by Piotr Jan. However, logic doesn't apply to the UFC. MMA math doesn't exist. No one knows what's going to happen. All I know is that I am stupidly excited about this. Like I am, I am stupidly excited about this. I, the most on that UFC 280, which by the way, what a card! It's ridiculous. Fights I'm most excited for. It's on par with the main event, honestly. Charles Oliveira Makhachev. This is on par for that with my excitement level, which is stupid. Why am I excited to see a guy with a 69 tattoo, Afro with rainbow colors, fight the like most gangster Russian person who just murders everybody he fights in the UFC? I am so excited, guys. I am so excited. And it's the stupidest matchup ever, but I love it. It's chaos and I love it. And just that's all I got to say. I just, I love it so much. I mean, if you'd, have t- if you'd have told me a year ago that the love child of 6 9 and Bob Ross was fighting the Terminator, I'd have jumped out of my window. But it's happening. That's all I can say about that. Who put um who put Sean O'Malley in their top five for the bantamweight special? Shut up. Shut up. Oh no, <laughs> you're not having that. No. No. Well, who who also put Cody Garbrandt in their in their top five rankings? Hey, I didn't put Sean. I was I was dead ass asking. I didn't put Sean. <laughs> oh, I thought, Wait, you, I, I thought you did. I thought no, you did. I'm like asking. I'm like some one of us did. Oh, Keelan did. Keelan, you put Sean oh, in the top five. I you like, put Sean in the top five bantamweight last <laughs> year. So obviously, Keelan you. knew. All right. It was you. <laughs> you jumped on him. You put Garbrandt. <laughs> oh, you it was, how, it was you. I many, forgot about that. You guys see how many things can change in a year? Hey. Both, I had Garbrandt in my top five for bantamweight. Keelan had Sean O'Malley. Both fighters, like, don't deserve to be where they're at right hey, now. It's Pedro crazy. Munoz at number five. My rankings, by the way. Oh, that's good, good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. You got eye poked to, to the 11th place. That eye pokes put him at number four. Calling it now. <laughs> oh my goodness uh i think i mean that's a good way to end off that segment right i mean that's just perfect i mean, yeah. I mean see by the end of this year if alex Pereira is the champion and sean o'malley beats peter Jan, i'm gonna look like matt damon from goodwill hunting and it would have been just total luck how do you like them apples keelan how do you like them apples come on the Pereira <laughs> thing i will forever give you credit for because i still don't believe in Pereira, but uh, he's 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 there so well, here, here's the thing with Pereira, and i'm just gonna say it if he fought any other of those fighters that knew how to wrestle i think he wouldn't have won <laughs> Yes, yeah, I right. used their wrestling. Sean, Sean Strickland could have used his wrestling. I really think Sean Strickland could have. Sean Strickland's wrestling is probably good enough. Just his ego. It's got to be his ego. The way he was just standing there, like, oh, I can kickbox. That's just the way he fights, though. Strickland. Strickland fights standing tall like that. And I, that's honestly how I thought Strickland was going to win. I thought he was going to yeah. march forward like that. 
And I thought he was going to land the strikes before Alex Pereira did. Obviously, MMA at math does not add up. We have known this. I still can't believe Sean Strickland thought he could I kickbox a world kickboxing champion. The, the rate the rate this year is going by the the December card, December twenty eighth card, whatever it is, it's going to be Sean O'Malley versus uh, Alex Pereira for the light heavyweight title or something like that. That's, <laughs> that's the way this year is going. Yeah, Breaking news: Sean O'Malley moves up to two hundred and five pounds. Hey, isn't he the same height as DC? I think so. I think, yeah, I think they're both five eleven. You're right. Yeah. They're both five eleven. Yeah. Oh my god, this is gonna happen now, isn't it? <laughs> Hunters just called it, and now it's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Let's just move past all of that. Let mm-hmm. it sit with you. Don't let it sit with you. We're moving on to the pick of the night. Oh my gosh, guys, guys, guys! All of that has happened, and we have UFC London Part Two today or whatever this comes out this comes out saturday yes today is ufc london part two what is going on main event tom aspinall curtis blades patty pemlet's on the card jack romance's on the card alexander gustafson's back on the card hunter main event prediction what you got honestly guys this is my easiest pick out of the whole main card i think this is tom aspinall's win right yep um he has what it takes to win on the feet and we've seen how good his brazilian jiu-jitsu skills are if Chris Kurt or Chris Curtis, huh? if um, <laughs> Curtis Blades yeah. wants to win this matchup tomorrow night or tonight in uh, <laughs> in terms of today, uh, <laughs> uh, he's going to have to make this a boring, ugly fight. And I, I really don't want to see the fight in which Curtis Blades wins. If you guys know what I'm talking about, all right. I think Tom Aspinall has what it does has what it takes to outstrike Curtis Blades. We've seen Curtis Blades striking; he, he can strike pretty well. In the Derek Lewis matchup, I hate to bring it up, but he was winning all the striking exchanges yeah, he was. Until, until he didn't, obviously. And that's exactly what can happen with Tom Aspinall. I think both of them are about on par when it comes to striking level, I would say. They're about the same. Maybe Tom Aspinall has the edge since he has so many different finishes on his victory, uh, on, or on his wins. But um, I do think Tom Aspinall can win this fight just about anywhere it goes. So I'm going to put Tom Aspinall maybe – Third round submission. So, yeah, Tom Aspinall. And you guys know why? Because what the boss says goes, baby. Woo! <laughs> well, I mean, that's our year summed up there. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with Hunter. I think this is Tom Aspinall's fight to lose. And the reason I think that is that I simply think in that every department of fighting, I think Tom Aspinall is better than Curtis Blades. Now, Curtis Blades is a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. But Tom Aspinall is a better active wrestler. He's a better offensive wrestler, in my opinion. I mean, we saw that against Alexander Volkov, a much, much bigger fighter, by the way. And Tom Aspinall held him down like it was nothing. It was no effort whatsoever. Now, I give it to you that uh, Alexander Volkov is not the wrestler Curtis Blades is, but the principle is is applicable if you think about it the same way. Now, Striking, Tom Aspinall is clearly better than Curtis Blades. Submission game, Tom Aspinall is much better than Curtis Blades is. Realistically, the only path for Curtis Blades to win is the path that Hunter mentioned, which is basically being the decisionator again, having a really boring fight, throwing five punches per round, getting it to the ground, and just doing nothing, basically. Whereas Tom Aspinall can win this fight in really a number of ways. 
He can get a submission. He can take it to the ground and out wrestle Blades. And he can definitely knock Curtis Blades out. I mean, I'm very high on Tom Aspinall. I know both you guys are as well. And I think, quite frankly, in the current heavyweight division, I think Aspinall could be the toughest test for Francis Ngannou eventually. Yeah. Because I think all roads lead to Ngannou when he is back from his ACL surgery. So for me, in terms of the actual finishing sequence, I see... I see a quicker finish. You know, Tom Aspinall is generally very active. He doesn't wait around for the finishes. I say second round knockout against the fence. I think Curtis Blades is going to dive in, miscalculate. I think he's going to get clocked, and then I think he's going to get finished. And I think Tom Aspinall main events both London events, and he wins both London events. And guys, do you know why this is the case? Do you know why Tom Aspinall wins London part one and part two? Because when you want to know where it's at, you listen to the Mac. Like Mark Morrison. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Um, yes, on the same page, Tom Aspinall wins. Um, I think Curtis Blades, I would probably maybe give him the power advantage. I think that he because he's coming off again, credit to him. He did not have a boring out last time. He he knocked Chris Dawkins out, or is it Kyle? One of the Dawkinses he knocked out Cole. Um, and this next fight. It's just Tom Aspinall is so well-rounded. His fight IQ is ridiculous. I think he has a better arsenal on the feet. Grappling uh, or takedowns, right? Wrestling, I give to Curtis Blades. But on the ground, Tom Aspinall might be the most dangerous active heavyweight off his back right now, um, except for Alexi Olenek. But Aspinall is so good on the ground, and he can he literally did a straight arm bar versus Alexander Volkov, who's the lankiest guy you could find at heavyweight right now. How he pulled that off, I have no idea. If he can do that to Volkov, I think he can do it to Curtis Blades as well, but in any different way. He's so crafty on the back. That's his basis jujitsu. That's what his dad taught him growing up. He's a, he's expansive. He's good on the feet. His grappling is good. I would give. I mean, we haven't really seen it tested. Gas tank, I'd still probably edge towards him too because we've seen Curtis Blades get really tired fourth and fifth rounds of fight. I don't think this is gonna be a fast one. I think this is gonna be. Or I think this is gonna be a fast one. Sorry, I think it's gonna be done round one. Uh, probably submission. I think you know Curtis Blades might take him down and then caught in like a triangle or something like that. Or I could also see Tom Aspinall getting hurting Curtis Blades towards the fence and then dropping him, TKOing him, or dropping him, then switching to a rear naked choke. Those are kind of my, you know, my visions I'm getting from this fight. So I think Tom Aspinall, round one, submission, TKO, whatever, I think it's going to be done fast. I think the environment's going to carry him. If it's anything like UFC London part one, we are going to be in for a treat, something you cannot miss. Let's not forget, earlier this year, we witnessed the greatest fight night of all time. And now they're back. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. I agree with you. Sweet for Tom Aspinall on the podcast. Love it. Absolutely. And Jack, yeah. why is it that it's a oh, I forgot the it. MMA Island podcast? Thank you. Tell Thank the you. people why. Thank you for the assist, Keelan. Thank you. You didn't have to do it. You didn't I'm like Kevin it. De Bruyne. Yeah, I love it. Because you know, you know why, guys. If you want the facts, you listen to Jack. There we go. Very nice. Okay. Very nice. I really you know, it. boys, it's a UFC London card. And yeah. there's one name we haven't mentioned. Oh, that's true. That's oh, true. Patty the Patty. Oh, Patty the Patty. Oh, Patty the Patty. 
Boys, if you guys aren't tuning in to this fight night this weekend, you guys are doing something wrong, okay? It's an early card, all right? If you guys don't know, you guys know it now. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's 12 o'clock um, Eastern. Eastern time. Yep. And the uh, early prelim start and the prelim start. And then the main event or the main card should start around 1 o'clock. So tune in. It's an early one. Make sure to get your popcorn or uh, breakfast, whichever one you guys want to do. Whatever time you're at, it's going to be fun. Yes, absolutely. And for my peoples in the Ireland slash UK slash North Atlantic slash European region of the world, like Hunter said, it's actually a decently timed card for us for once. Aside from last weekend, that was pretty good as well. But this one is perfectly timed for us. You have no excuse. Like Dana White says and like Hunter Boss says, Dana White gets his quotes from Hunter Boss, not the other way around. If you don't know, now you know. It's on early. It's on. It's perfect. It is an epic night. If it is anything like UFC London 1, it is going to be absolutely brilliant. I wish I was there. Sadly, I'm not going to be. But I am there in spirit, just like Jack and Hunter are. Tune in. Make sure you do not miss it. Get your breakfast, your popcorn. I'm sure if you're in certain parts of America, that could be both. If it is, do whatever you got to do, but make sure you are there. You don't want to miss it. Don't miss the return of Alexander Gustafson. Paul Craig is also on the card. Muhammad Mokayev, it's stacked. Cannot wait. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. You can listen to us everywhere, literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MMA.Island and check out our website, MMAIsland.net. Again, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the fights, everyone. Thank you, guys. Also, before we go, we do have an update. We have a brand new MMA Island Instagram page coming. Oh, yes. In the works. Ooh, yes. that's right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's, only, it's only taken two years, but we are coming soon. <laughs> the roadwork signs are up. Check us out very soon.